Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum. I begin today by praising Allah, the Supreme, the Almighty, the Provider, the Protector, the Owner of the seven heavens and earth and everything within it, and the one who owns the best of names. And by sending blessings upon his beloved Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. This is your brother Mohsen, and this is my podcast on the realities of dunya. Welcome everyone to the first episode of my podcast. I'm really excited to get this going. But before I do, I would like to thank everybody that has been listening to my podcast and showing a lot of support and positive messages have been coming my way. So thank you so much. I really appreciate all the support and the encouragement and the messages and everybody encouraging me to do another episode. And I do apologize for the late episode. And uh, before I get into this, I want to just ask everyone, I hope everybody's doing good. How are you guys doing today? Please let me know what have you guys been up to to stay productive at this time. I know, I know it is difficult. It is challenging. It is really, really boring for some people who don't have work. And we're all stuck home. But we're in this together. And inshallah, we'll get through this. So this is the time to show patience and remember God. So today's topic, inshallah, will be the base foundation of our religion, Islam. So what I'm going to be talking about are the five pillars of Islam. And everybody knows these five pillars. We're Muslim, alhamdulillah. The five pillars of today are, not today, but the five pillars of Islam are number one, Shahada, number two, Salah, number three, Zakat, number four, Fasting, and number five, but not the least, Hajj. I will be going over each one of them one by one, inshallah, and add my own little points or stories or how can I relate to them or Give any advice that I can on every single one of them. Before I start off, guys, just a quick, quick disclaimer, if you want to call it. Again, for some of you that are new to this podcast or some of you that might not remember what I said in the introduction of my podcast, please do note I'm not a scholar or a mufti or a hafiz or an imam. And some people might feel, um, why am I doing this if I don't belong in those categories? Um, because I'm an average Joe, a common Muslim. So you don't have to. You don't have to be in a special school of Islam or get a degree from Medina University to talk about this. This is common knowledge. This is uh, the basic of Islam. And uh, that we, we should know, that we should share with people, that we should encourage people to know about where Muslims and even non-Muslim. Because uh, you never know when might someone receive guidance from Allah and uh, come to the path of Islam. Let's get into number one, which is the Shahada, which goes like, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasulu. So... That was the Shahada. Now what that is, is this is the concept of belief. 
and the oneness of Allah, one God, then believing that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is a messenger and the final messenger. There is no messenger after him, peace be upon him. And truly believing that there is only one God and we do not associate any partnership with him at all. So the thing I noticed before I get into the meaning of the Shahada is that a lot of places I saw online have the same meaning for the Kalma and the Shahada. So, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, had the same meaning as the Shahada, which shows up as, there is no God but Allah, and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is his messenger. So, I knew this pretty much my entire life, until recently, when I found out the actual full meaning of the Shahada, and it's very beautiful. And there's a reason behind it. So the actual meaning of the Shahada is that there is none worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him is a slave is a slave and a messenger of Allah. This is very important because him peace be upon him mentioned to his people that I am just a slave of Allah. And the beautiful part about it that this is even in our shahada. So whenever, as you know, someone becomes a Muslim, they must say the shahada with all their heart and full conviction that truly there is no one worthy of worship except Allah. And the final messenger, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is indeed his slave and messenger and nothing else. No partner. This is very important. Alhamdulillah, we are all aware of the Shahada because this is our belief. However, like I said, sometimes we don't realize how important is it, it is and how powerful it is in the sight of Allah. So strong that truly believing in this with all your heart, without any partnership with Allah and having fear of Allah can enter you into paradise. That how strong it is. If you truly believe in the Shahada, no matter what you have done, and you truly have that faith and no partnership to Allah, and one God, one Rabb, one Allah, and believing in His final messenger, peace be upon Him, that could be your door to paradise, which is our goal, inshallah. Now, let's talk about, for example, I'll talk about the story of uh, Prophet Musa, salam where, as you know, there were magicians at the time of Prophet Musa salam, And these magi magicians, sorry, were called on by Pharaoh to do some tricks instead of, uh, in front of Musa salam, and, you know, prove that, oh, that Musa salam is just a magician and I got better magician. That was his goal. That's what he was trying to prove. That you can do this, I'll bring out the better magician. And their job was to make a fool of uh, Musa salam. That was what was in a way that, that that's what they're trying to do. That we'll do better tricks than him. Peace be upon him, uh, Musa salam. So, but when they did their tricks, and when Musa salam threw his um, rod or stick, everything that they did at that time, the trick, the magic they did, disappeared. 
Now, why am I talking about this with the Shahada? Because at that time, at that time, they confess, they witness. They witness that I believe in the Lord of the world and the God of Musa and Harun, which is uh, the brother of Musa salam. So that's the reason I mentioned this story. Like, and they were given paradise, and they 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 dropped to shoot, uh, to prostration right away in uh, sujood right away. So that's the important point. A shahada at that point when they realized, and and when uh, Pharaoh said to them that this must this must be your master, and just because you disobeyed me. I will cut your hands and feet and put them the other way around. And they said, we don't care. What do you do with us? We are, we are, indeed, we are going to go back to our Lord, our God, one God. So that's, that's the, that's the meaning behind the Shahada, how beautiful it is. That's why when I say that a Shahada and true fear of Allah and believing in His oneness and associating no partnership with Allah, can get you paradise. Allah knows best. I have I have known these words all my life. Like La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abdu wa rasuluh. But only in recent years I felt and realized the impact of these beautiful words that are so strong that I get goosebumps sometimes when I say them. So what is a deen if the belief is not truly in your heart? You got you have to believe this with all your heart, with true conviction. Because when like the whole point of this podcast is that you gotta have knowledge, and my point is to give people that knowledge that is strong, that is permanent, that is so useful that once they have that knowledge, you don't listen to anybody or anything that goes against that knowledge. You can add to that knowledge for sure, but once that knowledge is so is a fact, obviously. You don't doubt yourself. This is that knowledge, the shahada, the belief that there's one God. There's no God except Allah. And Prophet, peace be upon him, is his final messenger. So to to do better at this, obviously, you, you have to get to know your Lord. The second part of this, of the shahada, is obviously... Uh, the confession that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is a messenger of, of Allah and a slave. Now, this slave part is very important. As most of you know, that Isa salam, or Jesus, peace be upon him, as said, as they say, which is not true at all, he's the messenger of Allah. He was a he's a messenger of Allah. He's not not a son of Allah at all right so the the part that prophet peace be upon him told his people uh during his time prophet muhammad peace be upon him that i am just a messenger and a slave of allah and even in our shahada we say that that he's a slave and a messenger nothing more and he peace be upon him was sent as a mercy to us to help us to guide us to the straight path it, it is written in the Quran that Muhammad, peace be upon him, was sent as a mercy to mankind. And indeed, it, it, was, it is very sad 
It was a very sad day when Prophet peace be upon him passed away from earth. He, he peace be upon him, was uh, the best of creation. The best person, peace be upon him, to ever walk this earth. I don't care who we might know in our history books or who we might know, um, uh, you know, in our times or from the World War, the heroes and the vets. And it could be they did good people, but the best creation to ever walk on this earth since day one, including all the messengers and all the prophet, peace be upon him. The best one was Muhammad, peace be upon him. Now, the point that I'm so so emphasizing on the Shahada is because you need to hold on tight. You know, you need to hold on tight to it. Because the Shahada, when you have core belief in Allah, that there is one God, right? You hold on tight to, her, to that belief, no matter what trial and obstacle come in your way, right? Because Allah is in in control is in control he's al-qadir the one who controls everything the rabbil alameen he's the he's the master of the lord of the seen and the unseen of both worlds the heaven above the sky and the earth and we need to have sabr at these times i see so many people so like so much despair in this world right now people are like you know, just Corona, Corona, everywhere is about Corona. Every day there's cases about Corona. But we need to have sabr, you know. And um, I know there's a lot of Islamic lectures about this is uh, this is a plague. And um, it, I don't know what it means, honestly. But what I, what I can tell you is what, what I'm doing is to have sabr, to have hope in the mercy of Allah and to remember him all time. Because right now we're stuck at home, so what's the best thing you can do? Get in all your prayers, remember God, read Quran, you know, everything that will bring you close to Allah, you know. For example, when, when we have our exams, and uh, me, including myself, we, we, we start praying to Allah. We're like, Allah, uh, please help me pass this exam, this test, I'll do this, I promise. And you, you say all the surahs and the duas and the kalmas and everything. You know, so it's it's exciting, but at the same time, we remember Allah. So that's also an opportunity. So this, I also look at it as an opportunity to come close to Him, to get close to Allah. Because it is said in the Quran, as you know, that truly in the remembrance of Allah, true happiness and true contentment comes to you. You know, in, in the remembrance of Allah, you find happiness, you find peace in your heart, contentment, rest, you know. The, this this will indeed test our iman. This trial is not going to be easy. So many people have passed away. It's so serious right now. Everywhere we look, every news, everything is all about Corona. How many people dying, running out of masks, and, you know, people trying to help out, people trying to get together. So... We still got to stick together at this point and, you know, just know that this is the decree of Allah. Nothing happens without the command of Allah. And we have to believe that. And we have to, you know, know that He, the Al-Hakim, knows best. We don't know 
what's good for us. We don't know what's good for us. And He, Allah, knows what's best for us. So this is the time to increase your salahs, your duas, your remembrance of Allah, and ask for His mercy and guidance. That's the best thing you can do. Ask for His mercy and guidance. Because indeed, it is not our deeds, people. It is not our deeds. It is not my good deeds or my great deeds or anything I do that will get us to, or that you do that will get us to heaven. It is indeed the mercy of Allah that will take us to Jannah, inshallah. So please remember Allah at this time. Increase your salahs, increase your duas. You know, uh, this is the best thing we can do to help us at this time and the one coming after. Where we will not have anything but our deeds and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah. May he may Allah have mercy upon us on the day of judgment. Ameen. May he increase us in taqwa and iman, the consciousness of our Rabb. May we may we be aware of our surroundings, of our heart, of our action, and may he guide us to the straight path to Jannah. Ameen Ameen. Moving on to the second part of the five pillars. Um, I'm sorry if I talked too long on the first part, but uh, I felt that it was necessary to talk about it because uh, it, it would have been too easy to just say the Shahada and its meaning and just move on. This is very important. This is what non-Muslims say when they come to the fold of Islam. So this is like true content. They get they get so much like a sakoon in their heart when they say this. So this is very important. Like the, the peace that you get when you say the shahada, when you, you know, when they leave everything that they were following and they come to Islam and they, and believe in one God. So it, it's very important to, you know, get to the bottom of the shahada. Say it as much as you can. Remember Allah, you know, whatever way you can. And um, follow the shahada. What that means is that, you know, um, when you when you remember Allah in the Shahada, glorify Him, praise Him, call out to Him, make dua to Him. The second part is of the Prophet, peace be upon Him. You know, um, try to learn the life of the Prophet, peace be upon Him. What the Sunnahs of the Prophet, peace be upon Him. One here, there, one or two minis like duas that he, peace be upon Him, made. Peace be upon Him, made. So get get to know your Rub. In that sense, that's the important part. Moving on to part number two of the five pillars, which is Salah, prayers. So the prayers are my favorite part of the day because this is where we can uh, connect with God one-on-one -on -one without any barrier between us and Him. And as everybody knows, this is where this is the time where you can connect with your God, uh, sh uh, show gratitude, ask for mercy, ask for guide guidance, ask for anything that you might wish for. Everyone knows there are five daily prayers that were prescribed for the good of our own soul in this world and the Akhirah. And just for the sake of the podcast, I will quickly remind everyone. For the ones that already know and the ones that don't know, what are these five prayers? So we have Fajr before sunrise. We have Zohar a little bit after noon. Asr is midday. 
Maghrib is before sunset and the last one is Isha before we go to bed. So here's an interesting fact that I did not know until recently that for us the day begins after Maghrib. So if you know it, great. It's just something that I found out for myself and I wasn't aware of this. Like I said, I'm also learning new things. So for us, a new day is after Maghrib. So let's say Thursday and then our Friday, the Juma will start after Maghrib. All right. And the other interesting thing that I found out obviously a while ago, but this is something amazing. This shows you the mercy of Allah, the, the, the wisdom, the kindness, the, the, the compassion, the, you know, the love of Allah that um, before we were actually prescribed 50 prayers, 5-0. We think we're having trouble getting in 5. You know, we're having trouble with 5 and we were given 50. And they were, they were brought down to 5. And the story behind this is that when Prophet peace be upon him went to Allah, when he went, he peace be upon him went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in heaven, he was given prayers in heaven. He, peace be upon him, was given prayers in heaven. That this is a part of part of your worship. This is prayers, 50 prayers. And every time he came down, I believe it was Prophet Musa salam, who said, this will be too much for your nation. Go back, ask for Allah to reduce it five more. So he kept going back and forth, peace be upon him. And every time he go, went back to Allah, they, Allah will knock it down by 5 So 50, 45, 40 And it came down to 5 And then even then The Prophet Musa was like This is too much for your nation Go back ask Allah to reduce it And then Prophet peace be upon him said I can't, I can't do this, this is too much You know you, you feel that Like kind of like embarrassed That you know how, how can I Go to my creator And ask him to reduce it even more he came from 50 subhanallah he came from 50 down to 5 and we're, we have trouble getting in 5 you know and the hardest time to pray is usually maghrib and also asr for us but this is the best time to pray this is when everything is recorded double your salah is recorded double and I'll tell you why because fajr is early morning between 5 and 7 a.m. and it's so hard for us to get up because like most people we go to bed late we don't go to bed early so we can wake up for Fajr and timing is everything I don't care what people tell you you know you need to get your sleep in in order to wake up for Fajr that's the number one reason forget everything at night you know if you just like you wake up for work at 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. on a weekday, think about the weekend and weekday the same day. Go to bed early. There's nothing that important that should keep you away from Fajr. And myself also, I, I try to go to bed early as possible, 10, 11 max. If it's later, then, you know, it's going to be hard for me to wake up for Fajr. But I try that. May Allah, wake, you know, help me wake up for Fajr. So... Uh, Fajr is when you know 
you got to get that in and then you have asr which is another prayer because when we usually come back from work uh we're tired we're sleepy you know the shaitan is on us in during fajr time and asr time he doesn't want us to pray in fajr time you wake up you you love your bed you love that comfort like i love my bed i know i love sleeping now that i'm working i love my bed but it's so hard to leave your bed trust me but you got to just get up quick and pray fajr because like i said during fajr and during asr your prayer is recorded twice why because this is the time when the angels rotate shift so this is when the angels come in and leave so the, the angels are coming swapping shift that's when one angel leave the other come in so their time is fajr and asr that's when they trade right so the beautiful thing about this is allah asks his angels during this time what were they doing what were my servants doing at this time and if you're praying inshallah inshallah i hope we all are praying at this time including myself the angels say we found him praying when we came and we found him praying or her praying when we left that was recorded twice so let's try to get in those prayers the five prayers very important right i know we are busy with work and um school and job and family stuff and other distraction in this dunya so many of them it's not just one it could be tv drama gaming you know shopping malls whatever drop everything let's drop everything and come for salah that's what's going to take us to jannah that's what it is that's the important part now you could be doing three prayers now let's say you pray three times a day and you used to you were before you started off with once a day it's good it's good 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 for you but like i'm happy that you're you know it's a big improvement mashallah you came to three from one but not ideal the ideal situation is to have all five prayers in your day because that's what we were given five prayers a day not one two three four not one and a half two and a half you know it was five and i just looked outside and it's raining so i got scared for a second but alhamdulillah it's raining outside and um as i was saying the five prayers now i'll give you a good example for this why do we need five and this is something that i saw online so this is not my example so for example take a key for a car so that key in order to unlock that car need to have a certain number of teeth on it so if that key that can open that car for example needs four teeth on it but it only has two you can't open that door right you need four teeth you break one it still doesn't work you need four exact teeth on that key in order to open that car just like that in order to open the door for jannah we have five prayers it's like a key you need all five in to inshallah open our doors to jannah that's the important part here right allah does not need our prayer he's the supreme he's alghani he's free of all our needs he doesn't need us but we need him 
we need our prayers we need our good deeds we need his mercy right he's our maker he's our provider our protector right if the angels if the angels on the day of judgment can say that allah we didn't worship you enough or we didn't worship you properly like the way you deserve to be worshiped like how you deserve to be worshiped and keep in mind these angels were created to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the beginning till the end of their time they stay in sujood the whole time and they're saying we didn't worship you like you are you deserve to be worshiped and we humans we have problems with five prayers we have a difficult time with five prayers it is indeed sad for myself and everybody who has difficulty praying five times a day and yeah i know it is it is difficult for us i i'm not talking about the difficulty of making time i'm talking about the difficulty when the shaitan the shaitan got you busy in this dunya when the shaitan doesn't want you to get up and pray your fajr when the shaitan tells you that what you're doing is more important so we'll pray after so that's what i'm talking about so that's when you got to seek protection from allah against shaitan and get up and get your prayer and take your time with it this is the best time this is the best thing you can do all day which is pray you know so take your time with it slow it down no need to rush understand what you're saying you know try try to have a beautiful voice when you're praying not too loud not too less volume but middle but good and smooth so i hope inshallah what i just mentioned is able to remind all of us how important salah is for all of us to open our door to paradise right so we we need to get this in this is very important people i i i tell myself this first and then tell you all that we need to get our prayers in inshallah and i hope allah helps us you know fulfill our five daily prayers amen and he helps us against the shaitan who comes and knocks us down during fajr time back to sleep we need protection may allah protect us from shaitan and his evil tricks amen right and i know i can add extra stuff with this tahajjud which is even better because at the at the time of tahajjud before a, a little bit before the last third of the night a bit before fajr you can say 10 minutes before fajr you wake up to pay tahajjud that's the best time that's when allah comes down and say who's there that needs my help who's there that's asking for my mercy anybody that calls upon me is there anybody that calls upon me is this the best thing you can do but before we get to that we need to fix our five daily prayers we need to get in our five daily prayers we need to have the full key inshallah that will open our doors to paradise that will open his mercy for us may allah increase us in understanding and guide us on the right path amen